Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast, episode number seven. Thank you for joining me today in Wide Open Spaces with Elise. First off, I'd like to thank all of my listeners who have been commenting. The commenting is amazing for me because it gives me feedback and ideas of what to talk about, what to change, and what to work on. Because we're all ultimately just a work in progress. So thank you to all of my friends out there and listeners who have commented and given me constructive criticism. Thank you. So today we're going to talk about some coping skills. We're going to talk about stillness and being present. They sound completely opposite, don't they? Think about it. Stillness, present. What thoughts come to your mind when I say those words? First, we're going to start off with stillness. What do you think it means? Being physically still? Stopping in your tracks? Not exactly. Those are examples of being still, but not stillness. Stillness is a state where we are in complete silence, where our thoughts stop, where we give our brain a chance to relax. Yes, our brain a chance to relax. Here's an example. When I want to be still, to give my brain that chance to relax, one of my favorite coping skills is stillness. I sit on my couch and I look out my windows. No headphones in, no external noise. Just me looking out the window. I'm not analyzing what I'm seeing. I'm not thinking about other things that are going on in my life. I'm just looking. And though I may see the birds flying, the breeze in the trees, I'm not really thinking about it. I'm just seeing it. So you're probably wondering, what does that do for you? It's kind of like People who have difficulty with meditation, where you have a person who is there with you, whether in person, at a studio, or listening from your phone, a meditation group, and they're telling you what to think and when to breathe and conjuring up images in your mind. For some people, that's very difficult to do. It can be anxiety-provoking, to be honest. I love meditation, but I have to say it's taken years of practice to get to the point where I enjoy it and I get the full exposure of what I need to get from it. But there are days where I try meditation where I just turn it off because I just can't focus. So that's not what stillness is. But stillness is a great alternative to meditation. You're still. 
You're not thinking about making dinner or going to work or what your work schedule is for the next day. You're just looking. You find a place and you stare. Have any of you ever been out or just somewhere in your daily life where all of a sudden you start to stare? When you're staring, your eyes are locked. You're looking at one specific point and really nothing is going on in your brain. You're staring. Where to the point someone says to you, snap out of it, wake up. Because what happened to you is your brain had so much stimulus through the day that at that moment it needed a break. It needed to be still. Even though you may have been amongst a crowd of people, you needed to be still. That's what the stare was. A chance to shut your brain off, to focus and give your brain a break. How many of you have been driving home from work? It's happened to me many times. And you get in the car, and before you know it, you're home. And you say to yourself when you get there, how did I get home? I don't even really remember driving. Now that's dangerous. And that's something where we should all, if we find ourselves in that state, try to snap ourselves out of it. But it happens. Why does it happen? Not at an opportune moment, but your day has been so overstimulating that your brain needs a break. And it takes that break. So though you are literally functioning and driving, your brain is silent. So that is not obviously something that we intend to happen. It happens. We should try to be conscious and snap ourselves out of it. The point I'm trying to get to you is our brain, if we don't take the time on a daily or weekly basis to give ourselves a chance to be still, our brain will do it automatically. It needs to just calm, be quiet, not think for a moment. Stillness. So I'd like you to try that. Pick a place, any place, doesn't have to be in your home, but a place that you know that your eyes will enjoy staring out onto. And don't think of anything. Just be still. It may only be for a moment in the beginning because your thoughts might come back in and race. Just like meditation, it does take work, but it doesn't have the same parameters. There's more of a freeness. It's not as structured. So if meditation is hard for you, stillness might be a great option to help you cope, to give your brain a chance to relax. Now the second coping skill I'm going to talk to you about today is being present. So opposite of stillness. So what does being present mean? Am I listening to everything that's going on? I'm having conversations with people. I'm doing my daily tasks. I'm working. I'm taking care of my children. I'm being with my husband or boyfriend or whoever is the important people in your life. Is that being present? In a way. But it's not the present that I'm referring to. 
Now, we all go through the motions of life on a daily basis. We have our routines and we get up and like I've spoken before, routines are fabulous and we need them. We need that structure in our lives. But within that structure, we go through the motions. But are we really present? Think about it. Are you really present in that? Taking your kids to school, driving in your car, being present. What I mean by being present is observing everything that's going on around you. It can be almost fascinating when you think and take a small task and be present. Here's an example. Many of us walk to work or take walks outside for exercise and we walk. We have a goal, we have a destination. And our goal and destination is either to get our exercise in, get our steps in, or get to a specific location. But in that process, are we really looking at what's going on around us? We're glazing over it, we're seeing it, but are we present? So, you go to take a walk, whether it's leisurely or for exercise purposes. Don't put your headphones in this time. You can put them in eventually. But in the beginning, look, feel, listen. Look at the trees that you're walking by. You may notice things about them that you've never seen before because you were just accomplishing a goal to get your exercise done. Look at the trees. Look at how big they are, how tall they are, how green they are how they sway in the wind, and how that wind feels on your skin, on your face. Is it cool? Is it warm? What do you smell? The grass? The heat? Do you see the birds flying and playing together in the sky? Not just flying above you, but watch what they're doing. You're present. You're taking in your world. And ultimately, by taking all this in, popping that in your, your earbuds, and listening to your music, that experience is not just exercise anymore. It's taking in your world. It's becoming more connected with your world. And in today's society with our pandemic, it's very hard to become connected because everything's changed and we're just trying to go through the motions and we're praying for, we're gonna hear that it's over, go back to normal life. But that's not gonna happen so soon. And so being present in your current environment will help make things more joyous, will help make things more peaceful, will help you cope more. Here's another good example. I don't cook. I don't like to cook. If you know me, I try to avoid cooking. But I set a goal for myself. And I know a lot of you out there like to cook. It relaxes you. 
you know that you're making something creative for your family. So the next time you cook a meal, focus on each step. Don't just follow the directions of the recipe. Focus on what you're doing. Pouring in the water from the measuring cup. Browning whatever meats or beefs. What does it smell like? What does it look like? How does the color change as it heats up? When you start to put spices in, one spice at a time, how does the aroma of the food start to change? How do you feel as you're progressing through this process of cooking this meal and stirring and watching yourself stir and stir and how it begins to look different as all the different ingredients start to infuse into your vegetables or your meats or your liquids and how it comes to be a meal, a beautiful meal with colors and smells and tastes. You were present. Now you might be saying to yourself, okay, so what, Elise? I'm gonna stand there and do this while I'm cooking? Yes, because as you do this, it's a skill that you build on and you will become more present in your world. Everything in your world will become more vivid, more colorful, more meaningful when you become more present. One more example. Have you ever been in a group of people where someone's talking about something very serious. Do you notice that the person who's talking about their feelings may focus on one person in the group, maintaining eye contact just with that one person? Because through the body language, the eye contact, the nodding, the validating of their feelings, they know you're present. Where the others in the group may be chiming in and talking about themselves a little bit and taking away from what this person is talking about. See, that person noticed that you were present, that you were truly listening to them. It wasn't about you. It's about them. And so this is how being present can enhance your world and enhance your relationships. So think about it. Set a task for yourself today on how to be present. Stillness and being present are amazing coping skills. We have so many out there that we're not even aware of. And for me to be here and to bring these thoughts to you, it makes me feel good. And I hope that you'll find not all that I talk about will be for you, but you'll find those one or two coping skills that helps you get through your day, makes your life brighter, makes it pleasant and more enjoyable. Even if you have a great life, you can make it more enjoyable. And when things are tough and you're feeling down, you can have moments of enjoyment to give yourself a still feeling or being so present that you're really loving that moment. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go swimming.
I'm going swimming for exercise, but before I start to exercise in the pool and I get in that pool, I'm gonna feel the water, the coolness or the warmth. I'm gonna watch the water beat off my skin and how does that feel? And the smell of the chlorine and how I slowly get in and how it feels on my body and how it feels to have my body submerged in the water. Really getting connected to the water and the weightlessness of my body and how that feels. So that when I go to exercise, I'm even more present. I'm enjoying the feelings. I'm acknowledging that I'm in the pool and all the sensations that I'm going to feel. So pick something today for yourself to either feel present or still or do both. So I challenge you to go out into all the wide open spaces of your world and find something today that makes you smile. Thanks for joining me. See you next week.